Well, hello! Guess what it is? It's 2010. 2010. Yay! It's 010. It's 010. 010. 010. Oh, Ugh. Sheila. 10. Wow, do you feel different in any way? In um, any uh, quantifiable way? I should say way? yes, but no, I do not. Uh, I'm kind of on that same page, but I'm I'm thinking, I'm trying to be more optimistic, but I don't really have good reason to. Well, when so, we spoke last, you were just trying to not die. That was my New Year's resolution. So, how's that going? I, well, I'm here. Still doing it. Still, Still doing it. Top yeah. Top of the list. That's it, for sure. Um... Yeah, and I and I haven't taken any Xanax or any of that stuff. Really? No. Let's see, that's not even on my New no Year's Lexapro. resolution list. And I actually took one the other night. Yeah, well, you you were uh, you needed it. I had a full on anxiety attack. Yeah. Full on. Sometimes you do, and sometimes you need it. Yeah. So anyway, this is the comedy couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripoli. Welcome back. Yes, and uh, this is my favorite sound of 2010 so far. Wow, that's a that's diet a good one. vanilla Coke Zero, and guess what? It's supplementing. Well, you know how I feel about this. I'm doing the master cleanse. This is day five, but I'm doing a modified cleanse where you can have an occasional you diet You can't coke. just call it modified. Why? Because it's not the cleanse. It's my body. It, I don't oh, give my a body, fuck. my choices? My body, my now? choices. Yes, Tony. You can't tell me what to do. You don't know my life. I do know your life, actually, because I live down the hall from you. Yeah, life. that's true. So I do know your life, A, and anyone <laughs> who's listened to even one podcast knows will know, my life. I can totally tell you what yeah, to do. Of that's course true. I can. It's, that's true. Um, but, so it, the mass, the point of the master cleanse is to remove the impurities from your body, and right. the Diet Coke is pretty much top of the heap for you. That's well, like no. the most impure thing that you because you know the you point don't of drink, the master cleanse smoke, is the point of the master cleanse is quote unquote to clean shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, to lose a little a little weight so you fit in the jeans that you like. That's okay. the point. All we can right. all talk about oh I feel so fresh and clear and I'm all cleaned out. No, you want you want to look cuter. Okay. And so five days of you haven't chewed anything. No, gum. I chewed a lot of gum. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I've chewed a, I've chewed a bit of the fat. Oh, boy. And I've chewed some scenery. Wah, 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 but I haven't chewed wah. any food. So there's that. But you know what? Um, I am, I'm not going to talk about how I'm always on the – how I'm doing it. Like, I don't want to do a shtick about the cleanse too much. Okay. Because it's – you know, I do it every once in a while and people are sick of it. You do it like three times a year. So like twice a year, yeah. I did it in January. I did it in January of last year, yeah. and then I did it in August, and now it's January. Yeah, because I did it with you in January last year. Yes, and that didn't you weren't pan out so well. I think I did it longer than you because I did nine days. Because right. didn't I start before? Or no, you started. We I started because I was still in we Hawaii had a with Eric. Connection, and right. I decided I was going to start it, and you texted me um, from Hawaii saying I'm doing the cleanse today. I'm like I'm about to go to the store yeah. and get stuff. So we were on the same. But page. um, all I, I didn't lose any. I mean, I lost a couple of pounds, and yeah. no. So, but uh, whatever. It's miserable. I'm still hungover from Phoenix. Yes. Do you have any Christmas? I know. And Do you have any I wasn't Phoenix even thoughts? one of the drunkies. You're just hungover from the whole experience. Just emotionally hungover. Yeah. yeah. But I forgot to tell in the last podcast one of the most crucial parts of that story. Of the because Phoenix story. Of, of the, the Phoenix, Phoenix family trip, story. I was going to Phoenix for six days. Right. Because we were going to Mexico for the right. three days after Christmas, 26th, 7th, and 8th. We're going to drive to Rocky Point. Right. Which is like a four-hour drive from Phoenix. Good and my mother, old Rocky Point. And my mother had rented a beach house for us for this three days, and we were just going to lay around and play cards and eat and cook. And, of right. course, drink. So I, on Christmas night, at like, I don't know, 8 o'clock, went, I don't have my passport. Right. Didn't even occur to me to bring my pass. It's not that I forgot it. Yeah. It's that I had never even I had never planned on bringing it. Yeah. In order to forget it. 
So we decided that Christmas night that we were just not going to go to Mexico and that we would just trade that weekend in for another weekend, you know, some other time and we'll go in the spring. And I ruined Christmas. You ruined Christmas. But you know what? You handled it well. And I was around for it. And everyone, yeah. all the family was like, that's okay. No big deal. Yeah. Everyone was like, I feel like something bad was going to happen anyway. And I was like, oh, well, something bad can happen here. Right. We, we don't have to drive four hours right. for something bad to happen. But um, yeah, you forgot it. But And I wasn't here, so I couldn't send it to you no, or anything. No, because you were already, I was already there. And, but that, yeah. So, so uh, and then they were just so drunk and wild that I came home a day early. Right. So it, it was a great. But they didn't have a problem with the fact that you ruined Christmas, no. but then came home early. They were more mad at me coming home early than right. they were me forget you know canceling the Mexico trip. But uh, you know, them's the breaks. That's the breaks. Now you have a post-it. I see. I do. I have a post-it. I wanted to. We had. We went out for New Year's. Yeah. We had dinner with our friends Dave at and Alonzo bears. and Tom. We had dinner Ford with the bears. Was there. Dinner with the bears. Which is the way to do it because they could cook. Yeah, it was really delish. Like really I can't cook. Good. You can't cook. I can't cook. Uh, they cook good, and it was fun. And then we went to an 80s night at uh, Ultra Suede yeah. New Year's. But it wasn't the normal 80s night Tom Whitman presents 80s night. It was a different promoter. A girl bar, part girl bar, 80s yeah. night. Yeah, I liked that it was part girl bar. Like there were, It was, I'd say, 40% lesbians, yeah. maybe 30%. Something like that. There were so many women running around that looked like Kurt Russell. Yeah. I couldn't even, like, a lot of, You thought like, it was blonde, Escape from New York? Yeah, a yeah. lot of frosted blonde mullets. Yeah. That one woman had that um, tan turtleneck, like, mock turtleneck with a camel-colored blazer with big shoulder pads in it, and she left that on all night. And I know it was sweltering, but that well, was her was, look. Yeah, well, she'd picked the uh, but Aspen she wasn't, card out of the deck, and uh, yeah, she was doing Yeah, but Aspen. she wasn't dressing 80s. No. For the 80s New Year's Eve. No, that was, was just doing the like... Be- she was doing the best she could is what she was that doing. That was just... I'm ringing in 010. <laughs> yeah, goddammit. Wow. But uh, it wasn't your normal Club 80s crowd. So I ran into like two people I knew. I didn't know hardly anyone there. Um, went with my friends, um, Brett and yeah. Jerry and uh, Jerry's boyfriend, Greg, and you. Yeah. Met us there. And uh, when I... Okay. So <laughs> Tony gets there before we do. They wanted to go to Motherlode to get liquored up when it's where it's cheaper because they know the bartender and he liquors them up cheap and good right. uh so i'm feeling guilty because you're already over at the club and i'm like i don't want to and i'm all get alone there. and i'm texting you where are you guys yeah. i've been here half an hour and so i, I i'm like i'm this... coming over and they're like okay we'll meet you there and then so i walk in and you who are you talking to but a guy that we had met on that gay out and about tour back in november or whenever it was it was halloween october and uh, the guy that you had the crush on, but yeah. who had the boyfriend. Yes, we talked about this in the podcast. Yes, so it's at a, length. It's a bring it up again. Ad nausea. Yes, uh, because we because I thought he was really really cute. Right, he is and cute. I went and introduced myself before right. the tour, like you do. You, you're very because I do that. Yeah, I will walk over and and um and he was like, oh, it's so nice to meet you, Tony. And this is my boyfriend, Tony. And I was like, mwah, mwah. And right. so then we sat a few rows behind them, coincidentally, on the tour bus. And so you flirted with him before you knew he had a boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then the whole tour, you kept pointing out how loveless their marriage was and that it was definitely on the rocks. And I was totally disagreeing, saying, no, they, they're going to be together forever. They're totally happy. And you were like, no, I can tell by the body language. The blonde one was way more into the one that you that the right. One Tony that was you way liked. more into Ricky 
than Ricky, Ricky was, was to, Tony. to Tony. I could just tell by their body language, and I observed it throughout the tour. And I disagree with it. Right. Uh, and then, here it is, you thought Tony New was Year's maybe Eve. peeing a circle around his guy a little bit. Yeah. And uh, New Year's Eve, I'm waiting for you, and I start talking to him, and I don't connect that he's that guy right off the bat. Right. But I say to him, I know that we've met. I know we've spoken. Do I look familiar to you? My name is Tony Tripoli. Does that maybe ring a bell? Because I know that we've spoken. And he goes, yes, and I'm really good at this. Give me a second, and I'll figure it out. Oh, the gay tour. Like, he, he really came up with it really quickly. Right. He was like, you and your roommate were on the gay tour. And I was like, yes. And I was like, where's your boyfriend, Tony? And he's like, you mean my ex-boyfriend, Tony? Happy New Year. Bing, bonk, diddy, bing, bonk, bing, bonk, bonk. And so then a woman who looked like Kurt Russell walked by, and uh, I pointed her out to him, and I, thinking that that would because your because your New Year's resolution to not make fun of people hadn't kicked in yet. Well, yeah, a yes, and b you that would to, never you, be you one like of my another, resolutions. You had like another forty-five minutes. <laughs> I had to get a few good ones in yeah. on the wire. Yeah. And, um, hey, so- Dikey McDikerson! <laughs> Happy New Year! <laughs> Happy New Year, sir! <laughs> and um, so we... Loved you in Overboard! Oh, my goodness. Tell Goldie I said hi! <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so uh, you don't think Kate's funny either, do you? <laughs> yeah, none of us do. Um, but uh, so we, we were talking, and he, I was like, well, you know, yeah, we should go out. And he was like, yeah, we can totally hang out. And I go, well, oh. yeah, but like when you want to go on a date, with another Tony, you know, you just let me know. And he goes, mm, or, you know, or we could just hang out. And it was really a fucking one final kick in the teeth from yeah. 09. <laughs> like just right there. This, sometimes hang out means we can, we won't be, hang out means I'm not attracted to you. I just want to be friends. Or sometimes hang out means I, I will fool around with you, but I can't call it a date or in other words, maybe. Yeah. And I'd settle for that. Right. I, you know, that, there's a place for that kind of hanging out. Right. But the kind of hanging out where you want to just be friends, I don't want to be friends with somebody who has a, a sexual pull over me. Right. That's not, do you know what I'm saying? That's not a good, I don't want to be friends with someone who I really want to have sex with. That's and not, can't. I can't, I can't be, have friends, I can't be friends with you then. What do you think about that? Well... Yeah, if people don't, um, I became friends with a lot of people that I was attracted to that weren't into me. So in, but, when they, you know, and I ended up being friends with them. Right, but it wasn't like those people that really have like a thing over you. Like that's just never going to go away. Well, is that, yeah, I guess, I guess. Uh, you know, there's people that you're I'm, attracted to and then there's people that like, oh my God. When you're not used to getting who you want, you downgrade quick and roll with it. Wow, this is really happy for oh right. No, but I mean, you, you just go okay. I got you know, and I get it. So, right, but I still want to be your friend or whatever. I mean, if they if they ended up not being nice or cool or whatever, or fun to be with, I wouldn't want to be their friend. So then, but I so, could handle being friends with someone I was attracted. So to. no, Ricky, that was like you know, I gave him my number and right. he's never going to use it and hasn't. And right. so then we're on the dance floor. And there was this big group of really sexy, like circuity guys with their shirts off, right. dancing in a circle right next to us. And there was one who was maybe African-American, maybe Latino. Like, he, there was some situation happening there that I really was – I thought he was really attractive, even though he was like a total 40-year-old circuit guy, which is not my deal at all right. usually. But I was really – I kept looking at him, and he kind of was looking at me, I thought. And it was kind of like, yeah, and we're dancing. And, and uh, here's the other thing. 80s dancing is really hard to suck somebody up. 
because the tempos right. are wrong and it's you've got a lot of hang time like you're swinging yeah. and you drop and you swing yeah. and you drop and the other side and down. like they're song they're not fast enough no, they're a little bit too foot loosey right and so yeah. you just you can't help but look like either like a big old queen or yeah. a big old dork or a big old something big old go-go so yeah and so i really give you belinda carlisle 1985 like a lot like one shoulder mad about you new bob false eyelashes and so yes i do and so anyway so uh so at midnight uh yay and everyone is like hugging and they do the balloon drop and whatever this guy gives me a kiss and not like a passionate tongue kiss but like after kissing all of his male friends, which I think it's so weird, like gay guy friends that hang out and like that actually kiss like on the mouth. Like we kiss, but blah, but not, it's never like that. Like, yeah. you know, there's those gay guys that have had sex with like all the guys they hang out with. Yeah, yeah. we hooked up one time. It was nothing. Yeah. yeah. Like that's totally weird to me. Right. And so they're speedo gays and we're just right. not speedo gays, Dennis. Right. So anyway, he kisses me. Right. And I'm like, oh, right. It is super on. So... Then about 15 minutes later, I'm like, whew, I'm so hot from 80s dancing, and uh, which is all in the thighs, by the way. And I have to go pee, and Brett, our friend who's dancing, goes, I will go with you. And then I run into Ricky, the guy that I like from the gay tour, his right. friend, who is now hammered. So I babysit him right. for about, about half an hour. When I get back to the dance floor, I find Brett and the guy that had kissed me totally grinding on each other yeah, like it was, it's totally super on yeah. super on i did not matter it was over for me whatever and then i'm like a little bit of like twice in one night and then the worst thing happens what brett goes save me oh that's the worst so now i have to save my friend from the guy that i kissed first that you wanted but like whatever like i don't Right. Grudge. I mean, that's how things go at gay yeah. bars. Like, it wasn't like, there was never, this was not going to be the guy for me anyway, but whatever. Yeah. So now I'm like, Brett, I need you. And he goes, oh, I'll come with you guys. And he follows, and Brett is giving me eyes like, oh my God, he's following us. Right. Oh, what are we going to do? And so we get to the other room to the dance floor, and I go, Brett, do you want me to get rid of him? And Brett goes, no, I'm kind of into him again. And turns his back to me and starts making out dancing with yeah. the guy now. Yeah. And so he didn't need to be saved. He now uh, he no, was yeah. so fickle. He was so willing. He was very fickle. Well, he said later that it wasn't about this. He it wasn't that he wasn't into the guy, but it was like um, he thought that maybe he didn't want to connect with a, a guy yet. He was still having fun dancing with his friends. It was a timing issue. And when you're that Jesus. hot, you can you yeah can you do can put people on hold. Yeah, you can put people on hold. That's like and you they know, will just sit there and listen to the music. Yeah, and well, you so have that's what shots he was, with he was deciding. Like he liked him, but he didn't know save if he wanted. Me. Yeah, so um, not save you. You want me just to entertain him, right? Well, or, you, go, you yeah. He just needed well then a little. about an hour later in the bathroom. Yeah, I saw him uh, showing his dick to everyone at the urinals. Really? Yeah, just showing it. Who wants to see my dick? Did he say that? Yeah, yeah. I didn't see his dick. Yeah, but I saw him showing. Yeah, he was he was so a little I drunk. Think maybe and he's I, no good. I uh, I talked to him a little bit because uh, outside afterwards, and he, you know he was kind of not to somebody to take home to mom, but yeah. cute and sexy. So that's New Year's Eve. Yeah, Should you have more New Year's he talked Eve. To, he talked about his dog, and Brett was like, "Ugh, you have a dog." Yeah, I love that to Brett that makes someone less attractive. Yeah, because to everyone to else in the world, the it's like, "Oh, that's sweet," yeah. and Brett's like, "Ugh, something else that's." Yeah. Gonna come before me. Yeah, something you have to go take care of it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so I have to tell you the story about Runyon Canyon. Yeah, that was New Year's. I didn't. I had fun. It was all right. It was like I don't know. It all blurs together. Uh, <laughs> movies and more. Movies and more. So uh, okay. So on Wednesday. Oh, I'm sorry. I have one more New Year's Eve thing. Yeah. I saw my favorite porn star ever there really? on New Year's Eve. Okay. My favorite Asian porn star was there with someone. First of all, he was clearly on drugs, and. He his name is Brandon Lee. This is his porn name. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen Fortune Nookie, but he's <laughs> shit. That's literally one of his. What movies. are the other titles? I swear to God, that's one of his movies. Really, Fortune Nookie. Yeah. Um, and so um. Oh my God, I'm not full yet. <laughs> and so, and so he's covered in tattoos now. As, Confucius his, say, like, take my load. In his porn career, he became more and more. Tattooed, and I think okay. he was in the military, but whatever. He's an right. Asian guy, and I totally hot, but whatever. Um, he was clearly on drugs, right? So that's sad. The best kind of way to be on drugs is clearly, and he was with a really substantially older guy that I know he couldn't have been on a date with. So I think he's a prostitute. Okay, is my point. I'm not alleging for legal purposes. I'm just right. saying I know that many porn stars also turn tricks, and it appeared like it. So anyway, date yeah, I think it was thing. a date in quotes. Right. So that was also a little heartbreaking that night. Jesus. Because like when it's uh, the thing is, it's never good to run into porn stars ever. And I don't really know Why a whole it lot never of good to run because into it's always going to disappoint you if you had some weird. Although you have a nice kind of friendship with a porn star, don't you? My favorite porn star who's not dead. I yeah. know him a little bit. Most and his... of my favorite porn stars were dead. Well, Joey Stefano. Yeah. Dick Fisk. I don't even know who Dick Fisk. They're all is. from like the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Yeah, which is why they're dead. I know, and it ain't because they're old. Because well, Jack Wrangler was my favorite, and he died of lung cancer. So you mixed it up, really? Gave it a twist. All right. Yeah, but I know. But what about the chaser? Did he my... have? I mean, with maybe a side? No, because anything he else? was. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. But uh, Gus Maddox is my favorite porn star. He's not dead. He's very nice, and he's left the biz. His name's Tom, and he. I think he might. He's traveling around the country now in a Gulfstream trailer. He might be out here doing his one man show. One man show. Yeah, one man show. Called no. That was no a little loads. Jiminy Glick. Remember Jiminy Glick? Oh, Jiminy Glick. He would talk really low and then go down the hill. <laughs> so, so I'm sorry, Runyon Canyon. I apologize. For okay, so that's the end of. The, uh, so I go there on Tuesday with my friend Ben Harvey, who is one of the other hosts of Twist, the mm. radio show I used to host, mm-hmm. and he was out here visiting, and I love him, and so we were hanging out. And by the way, he has a fun podcast that you, if you like this show, you might like that. It's called... Um, but you have to like ours more. Yeah, you have to like ours more, and you can't listen to theirs first. It's the Ben and Dave Six Pack. And he said oh, yeah. he would cross-pollinate with us, so maybe Good. we could stir it up. Bennett with um, Dave Rubin and him out of New York. But anyways, so <laughs> we're hiking, and we're coming down the steep part near the entrance, mm-hmm. you know? And we, because we went out to the other way, and we're coming down the steep part, and it's a little, you know, there's those stairs there. And there is a woman, uh, African-American woman with a friend and a younger kid who's like maybe 12, 13. Mm -hmm. And the kid's kind of going, this is so hard, I want to turn around. Like, he's not into it. He's Mm -hmm. tired and he wants to complain. Yeah. And all all of me maybe heard was like one line of this guy, kid complaining. Like, it all happened very fast. It wasn't like... A, a behavior was observed over a period of time, and then somebody made a comment. It happened very fast. There's a these group, this grouping, and the kid's not into it, and he says something complaining, like, oh, this is too hard, or whatever. And we hear this voice from behind us go, 
That's why they're so good at sports. Wow. And Ben and I both went, uh, uh, and we turn around, and it's a super hottie, shirtless, super hottie Racist. Guy. Super hottie racist guy. And I was like, Gah! like, I think I made a noise. Like, it was so weird because it just happened so fast. It was like, seen the thing, this yeah. comment, and then and then he went through and and we let him pass because he was moving fast and the way hot people at Runyon Canyon do. And um, and and Ben and I were just frozen in our place because we couldn't find Well, you know what it. that makes me wonder? What? How many of those Klansmen have really hot bodies going on underneath Under that those rope? Ropes. You would never know unless you, you run into them at Runyon. Unless you see them at Runyon. But I just always assumed thing. that I always assumed the Klans people were, you know, Doughy. toothless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doughy, for but sure. Soft I had never even imagined this. that under there they could have Runyon bodies because it was so weird. And also that they, he assumed that that was a, a sentiment that Ben and I would like to share. But as fellow Runyon hotties. Well, he thought you guys would maybe, share that, so there's a compliment he might have in it. Seen us at the Klan meeting. Sure, he thought you were racist, but he also thought you were equal, equally hot, or hot, hot, close enough in his hotness range to that talk he could to. Share that's true. so. I think that's. But is you need the to weirdest? take that. I take it as a compliment that he. I felt. would love to be thought of as a really hot racist. <laughs> yeah. I am. I will totally. I would own that as long as it's really hot first. I wouldn't want to be like you know my friend Tony. He's racist. Who happens? He's to be pretty hot. hot. No, it, we need. If you say I'm attractive first, then you're. I in. truly do not care what you follow it with. Right. Zero. Well, I do not care. You don't care. That's it. That's all you need. Well, I guess. All I right. Care a little. But isn't that a crazy? That was That's such, amazing. It was, ben and I were gobsmacked. We couldn't believe it. And you clench your ass, which adds to the workout. That's true. And then you're going down those stairs anyway. So um, I have something I want you to look at here. Okay, what do you got? I have a photo. Oh shit! Of a movie that's being shot. Oh fuck! <laughs> I hope it's that we've burlesque. talked about. It is. Oh fuck! And look at them. There's Cher and there's Christina Aguilera, in two of the worst, cheapest dime store wigs. You've ever seen what era is this Maybe set in? It's set in the eighties. I'm looking 80s. at the photo on Delisted. Yeah. Um. So if you don't read Delisted, you should. It's an amazing gossip website. Yeah. Um. And it's posted Friday, January eighth. So it's, it's called fresh. Two Drag Queens Crossing the Road. Wow. But it really is. And Christina Aguilera's shoes don't match, and Cher is in flats. But with like bell bottoms, like there's so many. It looks kind of 80s. Both of their faces look like masks of people, impersonators. It looks like a Sharon impersonator. I can't fucking wait. This is a reason to go on living. Yeah. So I thought you would really like that. I'm really excited. I know it's not cool to show. I'm going to do an advent calendar. Pictures on a podcast. I told you the story about that where I heard that she hadn't read the script. None of these people can act. And you know who else is in that movie? Uh, Christine Bell. Kristen Bell. Really? Is also in that movie. And she's good. She up a lot. So. So that's kind of that's exciting. so crazy. I have an email to read. Okay. Do you want to yes, hear it? share it. Serve it up. Uh, it's from Joseph, and it doesn't say where Joseph is from. Okay, but uh, he says that he's loving the show, and you guys are so. I love great that he together. calls it a show. Yeah, it is a show. Um, and us it guys is weird. It's because it's like playing, uh, doing a show in your living room, and like you used to when you were a kid, and you would record. I used to do that. Yeah, all I'm the surprised time. we're not talking to a hairbrush. Yeah, exactly. It's Why like not? That. And then um, he says, "I'm loving the show. You guys are great together." And then in quotes, it says. People may forget your name and who you are, but they will never forget how you made them feel. End quote. Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou. We are now getting quotes. Maya Angelou quotes. Yeah, sent to well, us. What's, now, that's what's a good thing. Beautiful about that is I had my career workshop yesterday. Okay. How's, that's going great, obviously. It's on fire! <laughs> 
<laughs> but that was what we talked about. That quote came up. That specific quote? Yes. Huh. But I think that's true. Well, I do think that it's kind of true. I mean, I do think people remember yeah. how you they feel in your presence and stuff. I do think that, I think that, that that's is what an important they, that's thing. That's what they feel more. That's what they remember more than anything. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that explains a lot of people's success in the industry. A lot of people that you're like, that person's not that great. Why do they have, you know, so why do they have so many? I mean, but Taya Leone must make people just feel amazing in right. the room because they keep calling her, right? Yeah, I don't know because sometimes people that are, um, that make you feel uncomfortable because they're neurotic or weird or controlling or a little crazy are thought of as more talented. So you want to be around them. They make you feel. We uh, do. We should, I don't think it's people that make you feel good. I don't think it's make, the people that make you feel warm. We should consider being bigger pricks. I think O-10. so. That or, can do nothing crazier. but help our careers. Um, that's why they're so good at sports. I did that. <laughs> that's um, why they're so good at sports. I know. It was so weird. They're meaning what? Kids? I, no. I, definitely not. <laughs> Absolutely so, not. It was such a weird thing. So, so. I, I broke up with Umberto. Ah, oh, break it down. And uh, how many texts have you gotten since? He literally he texts still a couple times a day, and all the texts start with, "I know you act. I know you ask me not to text, but right. I just want to say have a good night, or I know you ask ask me not to text, but I just want to say I'm thinking of you." So basically, it's all the texts he used to send when we were dating. Prefaced by. But now, yeah, it's like with this new. Oh, he's hurting. Opening. Yeah, well, yeah. And he calls and leaves these long, rambling messages. But they're not like, I'm so sad. My, they're not that. They're just like, hey, just call him to say hi. I know you told me not to call anymore, but I'm just calling to say hi. Well, okay. But I told you not to call anymore. Like, the deal was. I need you to not call me or text me for a while, and then when I'm ready, then I'll, you know, then we'll try to have like a friendship. But we can't just go immediately into like friend right. hanging out. It's totally disingenuous. Right. All right. Whatever. Well, I, you know. So I literally get all these, all these texts. I was reading them to you the other night. At least and you they don't all, pay by the text. They all say that'd be. A bitch. I know you ask me not to text, but, but I think about you. I thinking about you. Yeah. It's yeah, whatever. It's it's what it is. He made you a nice dinner. He made me a couple of great dinners. He made uh, the menudo. He made the pozole with the pig snout in it. Yeah, uh, enchiladas. Now, did you saw the cutie that just left before we started this podcast? I did. I was going to bring that up because I didn't Gus. know where you were. Yeah, where'd you meet him at? Gus. I like Gus. a guy named Gus. I do too, Gus. Um, and I were. Uh, I guess we were cruising one another. Okay. At the gym last week. Okay. And uh, we spoke on the phone, but our, our schedules didn't really right. match up. Um, and he was there today. And um, so we talked last time and exchanged numbers and stuff. And I li- he we smiled, but he walked right over to me today, um, last week, and shook my hand. And there was a piece of paper in his hand with a phone number in it. That's awesome. Just right there in the gym in front of people. Like, love it. Right. I, yeah, I love a guy that'll just fucking give you their number. You know, like right. I smiled. He was smiling. It wasn't like this bullshit. Um, and he, we just had sex three times. Three times in how long? In two hours. Wow. Just now. Wow. Which is yeah. Which is is that why you kind of called to see if I was going to be around or home, or well, was it more about tonight? 
I no, I really did want to know if you were going to be home because I was thinking I have these soup plantation coupons. Oh right. And if we're because we're going to go and see our friend in a band later tonight, That's and right. I was like, we go to soup plantation first, so right. I won't, I won't get something to eat now. That was right. the reason. But then when you said that you were going to be gone, he texted saying, "Hey, it was really nice seeing you at the gym again. We've got to get it together." And I was like, "Can you come over right now?" And it was on. And it was so on. Good. Are you going to see him again? Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um. So. There you go. So he is sexy and, um, again, Hispanic, yeah. although I will say no foreskin. Okay. So the foreskin front might be wow. the, the losing some of its steam or some of its pressure because I was having a real high-pressure system right. coming up from the south right. uh, illegally, probably. Ugh. How the, many and, guys you bang in a week? Well, this week? <laughs> two. Two. But four, three or four times total. Well... I mean, do I count him three times because we just did it three no, times? No, you count him once. Right. Right. So he's one guy this week. Okay. And then there's then the other guy that I had earlier in the week. Right. So that's so two. So two. Okay. That's all right. Actually, there's three. If we go seven days. If we go seven days from today, then there's three guys. Okay. There was another guy before. Yeah, because if you go – because today's Friday. So yes, if we go Friday right. to Friday, but if you go Monday to Sunday, then yeah. I'm, I'm on two, two right now. Which is great. <laughs> Rock it out. So whatever. By the way, Hans still in El Salvador, so I haven't heard from him. No we had hopes. we had a big, you know, text argument uh, when we last spoke, and he thinks he's taking me to Vegas. Yeah, that's at the crazy. end of January, and I have heard nothing. How old from is him. Gus? Well, Gus is much younger than you think. Because how old did you think he was? Twenty-five. Oh shit! Really? Because I, I thought he looked like thirty. Well, Easily. I met him for two fucking seconds. He did um, have scruff. Or and, but he's 24. See? Ding, ding, ding. ding. I would have, I, well, if but it was the showcase, I would have gone. He out. works in politics. He's yeah. uh, He is a, like a community organ. Like he works in uh, environmental. That's cool. Uh, consulting and uh, lobbying nice. and stuff. And, you know, he graduated college a year ago. Whatever. Great. So uh, he's sexy and he just got back from Chile and we had sex three times. That's now good. you go. Well, shit. I, uh, <laughs> I'm you don't want to follow that. that. <laughs> I don't want to top that. Well, I could top that. Fuck you. <laughs> I got a fucking phone message on my old school answering machine from none other than Deborah Gibson this week. Hey! Electric youth. Wow. Feel the passion. Feel the energy. Coming up. Coming up strong. Anyways, I can't start a phrase and not finish it. I, I'm glad. I Years ago, I interviewed Miss Gibson for Detour Magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we hit it off, and it was fun. And I've seen her. Hat number- or no hat? Might have been a jaunty hat. When I don't you know. Her? I can't remember. I, d- I doubt it. I doubt if there was a hat. <laughs> um, I don't remember the interview that well. I remember going to see her later in Greece, down in uh, somewhere south. south. You know what I say to that? What? Yeesh. What? I don't know. I just don't think Greece is the right show for her. But, you she's know. She's no Sandy was, and she's was, no Rizzo. This would have been like 93, 94. And this is me who yeah. played Danny Zuko right. and had no business being in that role. Yeah, all you knew was Palomino Dashboard. <laughs> I mean, talk about yeah. a Danny Zuko who's a little light in the loafers. <laughs> we have to tell the Palomino Dashboard story. But anyways, um, I... So I interviewed her, got, clicked, liked her, great, got on good. And then we know we have some mutual friends. I've seen her a number of times throughout the years and interviewed her for this and that or whatever. And um, she called me up because she's going to be on the cover of a magazine in Vegas, and she wanted me to write the article. 
And so, what's the name of the magazine? I don't know. It's new. I think it's like hot in Vegas, but it's. I think is she doing a show there? No, well, she <laughs> wants to. She might be. It's her and her husband or her boyfriend who's a doctor there, and it's like a, it's a kind of a clinic thing that's going on there. And this this story has to do with that, and it's going to be given away at these kinds of places. So when you call that clinic and you get put on hold, it's for sure Debbie Gibson music. I get lost. That's a good song. I'm gonna open another Diet Coke. Brace yourselves, America. I oh yeah, I get lost in that Diet Coke. I know, size. right? And I feel I started too high. God damn it! But anyways, uh, so she wanted she to write this article, that. and I thought it might be some oh they don't have any money thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they have a little bit of money, so uh, not tons, not like my old school Glory right. magazine, not two thousand one days. No, two thousand one was already getting bad. Not like nineteen ninety nine money. Nineteen eighty. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there was an article <laughs> yesterday in the L.A. Times about freelance writers. Where the guy really wrote yeah. about what was happening, and I was like, "Yes, it's that's the it. industry. It really." It, I thought, "Oh, you know, I knew it was going all over the place," but I was like, oh, "He was talking about it," and I was like, "Oh, I felt like, I don't know, like I somebody was, you know, I got it or yeah. whatever." But anyways, Deborah Gibson. Good news from Deborah Gibson this week. Bad news from the Reba <laughs> thing, though. So um, well, it's not necessarily bad news no it's just it's not. reba's busy with another she's got project. another project on the front burner and they're not even looking at movies right now and i don't even know if narvel and reba read the treatment that i wrote but they're they're focused on another project but my has- my take on that is this other project could really up her heat or whatever and yeah, really make your idea right. get really fast tracked right you know right to get made really really quickly right. like in the fall to be for next Christmas. Okay. Oh, I mean, because well, they could seriously shoot your movie in July. Well, it, is, it has to be written, though. Well, then, okay. And they're not going to look at it for a while. Okay, so then... My, uh, my exercise 11. this week in, uh, in my workshop is to um, have um, enthusiasm about my creative projects, but also possibility, and that's the tough one. Because I can muster Explain the enthusiasm. That. Meaning, uh, I... Th- think this is what i always think i'm gonna write this reba treatment and it's kind of a long shot and they're probably not gonna do it and i'm gonna be okay with it right well that's... as opposed to i'm gonna write this reba thing i'm gonna do it great it's gonna be really fun they're gonna love it it's gonna go we're gonna make it and it's gonna happen and i'm gonna get a check i always go to um i'm gonna do it because i love right. it but the mm, reality is because that happens what every mother fucking time yeah 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 well... so but i have to work on the other thing which is hard to do when you have that level of vitriol. You really, your volume I really went, went up. Yeah. I know. I hadn't expressed that out loud in a while. So really, anyway. You really? I think you have. I, th- I think you've, yeah. been, you've been expressing that pretty regularly. But, but not with but mother. It, I haven't used motherfucking. <laughs> I bring that up on the good guns. But so, yeah, I'm trying to sort of think of possibility. It's fucking tough, though, because I've, I've had it, you know, beat out of me. But um, I got a joke in the dish this week that yes. I'm really, really pleased with. Cause it Break was, it down. It was tough going. Well, the new Bachelor started this week, and right. the girls are crazy, and Jesse, or uh, Jake Pavelka, just couldn't be any more gorgeous. The pilot, you know, he's, right. he's the pilot. And he's a very sensitive guy, and he's so beautiful, and he takes he loves to take showers in, for the camera, right? which I love. I appreciate him doing that for us. That's um, so weird that they would just show him in the shower. I mean, I, I get why they would, but I don't. Yeah. I don't get how they can kind of pretend that it's okay and right. Just well, survive. but one of the girls, because he's a pilot, all the girls try to do these puns, 
about being a pilot. Like, I'm going to be right. your co-pilot in life right. and buckle up. It's going to be right. a bumpy ride. Like a lot of that bullshit. Yeah. And this one girl says, just so you know, uh, you've been cleared to land on my landing strip anytime. Right. And so we did a joke about, seriously, can you see the little man with the orange flags? He's waving you right in. You've been cleared. And then at the end of the joke, she goes, oh, by the way, be careful because there's a cold sore on the runway. And that really took a lot of fighting because, you know, the network, we are basically the network was like, well, we can't allege that she has herpes. You know what I mean? But right. like, we were like, well, it's just a joke. And did it, like, so it really took a lot of finessing, but it stayed in, uh, it stayed in the the script. That's I great. also found out we had this really hilarious bit. Okay. The Kardashians is the number one show on E right now. They're getting 3.4s, 3.6s ratings, which are huge, okay? Right. Um, to put that in perspective, The Soup, which is hugely highly rated, I think right. it gets like a 2.5 or right. a 2.8. Right. But it's it's not in, in the threes. Like, threes right. are really big for E. I call them so, the Cardassi holes. Yeah. So the Cardassi holes are the <laughs> saviors the of the network. Yeah. And so there's been kind of like The Soup can't make fun of them anymore. Like, you oh, can't shit. say anything mean about the Kardashians because you're on E also, and they're too good for the network. They're too right. important. Even though the smart move is the more we make fun of them, the more people remember to watch that show and set their TiVos, right, right, and it's right. all promotion. Exactly. But if they can't be – if the Kardashian holes can't, can't be in on the show, then right. what hope is so there? So we had a, a joke that was my idea to put Matt, one of our writers, who's a little shorter and a little rounder, right. um, in a dress – and have him be Charisma Kardashian. Like the lost Kardashian sister. I think that's hilarious. And it was like, you know, well, Kim's and got it, it's the. It's Charisma with a K, I hope. Oh, yeah. With a K, of course. And he's like, Charisma, ha or um, Kim has the looks, and Chloe's got the personality, and Courtney's so fertile, but I'm the total package, America. Like, and it was really like, he started out basically being the retarded, like, yay! Right. Charisma! Like, it was very Molly like. Like, it was yeah. really. And we knew we couldn't have her be retarded. And so we got this long black wig and put a bump it in it, just like Snooky, and put him in this dress and put him in drag. And the network was really like, well, we can't be calling the Kardashians ugly and say they look like men. And we're not, we're like, well, that's not what we're saying. And there was this really funny line about when I was born, I was so beautiful. My parents sent me to an exclusive private school located in a cage underneath the stairs. And like, you know, he has this dog collar on that starts getting yanked. And, but, um, it turns out the head of E doesn't like drag. And we found out this morning when we came into work, Ted Harbour just doesn't like drag. He doesn't think it doesn't think it's funny. Yeah. And we had Quesadilla and Frida Lay in our year end special. Right. And he was like, mm, maybe no more drag. So we think we can have them come back again some point. But Interesting. Yeah, so it's, so it's funny like some that people are this, afraid this, of And I'm not things. saying he's homophobic or anything. I mean, I if like his it. girlfriend is fun. Chelsea Handler, he's got to be a pretty open-minded guy. Yeah. And, and the, well, he's got to like drag, too. Yeah, the two times that I've actually hard. been in the room with him, he was yeah. charming and funny and nice. But yeah. interesting that uh, after spending all week working on this bit and getting the costume and yeah. writing this bit, it gets killed because of something we all should have known when the show started a year and a half ago. Right. Well, you bet you don't. So that's my little uh, what it's like to work for network television. Oh, I love stories about what yeah. it's like to work. Um, do you have anything else on your post-it? I have one more thing. I do. Well, I have my 10 best movies. Did we do these last time? I don't think we the did. 10 best? I don't know. Yeah, let's go through these. Let's, let's go through it quickly. Hurt Locker. Was great. Yeah, In the Loop. You can I really see that. Feel like, I really feel like... 
Hurt Locker, there was something really special that I can't really articulate there, right. but people need to see it. It's current and it's different than what you think it's probably going to be, and it's heartbreaking, but in a in a way that's like, I'm glad I saw that. Yeah, I, it's not political. It's just I a need day to in know that, life. but that's going to affect my future decisions. Yeah, I felt like there was an access that we don't normally have yeah. to to story and it's yeah. really well done yeah these are in no particular order by the way uh serious man the coen brothers mm-hmm. um love it up in the air liked it very much yeah i loved that avatar thought it was great didn't like it uh 500 days of summer i liked it better when it had songs and it was called pocahontas right exactly. and then at least grandma willow had lines exactly um up great or loved fucked that. up oh my god that uh, ass. i'll never see it again but god it was good i have too many though invictus i liked very much i need it's to see solid that. Precious. Is, is Matt Damon wearing a prosthetic nose in that movie? Or? I don't know. He kind of looks weird and different. Okay. But, uh, I'm not sure. My favorite foreign film, I think, was The Maid from Chile. It was good. Hmm. It's really weird. I'd still need to see that vampire movie from Sweden or Norway. That oh, the one from a few years yeah. ago. Yeah, I think it's like uh, only let the one right year one in. Yeah, it's I need fucking to see amazing. That. I need to see that. Yeah, right. and I liked both the land movies with um, Jesse Eisenberg, Adventureland, and Zombieland. And oh, interesting. They were both fun. And Outrage, the gay documentary about the Closet Republic. That's amazing. People really or need to see that. It's, it's insane. Um, how far, Are we almost done? What no, we've we got? got a little bit more time. All right. Well, I went to a variety screening the other night of Avatar, yeah. and James Cameron was Q&A'd afterwards. So okay. this is Hollywood Insider Scoop. And he brought his two design uh, – the heads of the two design departments, art director, production designer. Okay. Um, to talk about how they made sure. the world of Avatar. And it was really interesting. What My my big takeaway from it was is how much I liked James Cameron. That doesn't surprise me. How I think... um, um, <clears throat> amiable and mm-hmm. um, he made everyone feel comfortable. And, you know, at the end they got him out a side door. He didn't mingle or anything. But, like, I've been to a lot of those Q&As and a lot of the directors come in and they're kind of self-important. And I remember Tom right. Ford was a little, like, Oh, there was somebody taking a picture for, and he's like, "Oh, you can't be there. It'll make me uncomfortable." Like he was a little controlly, weird, yeah, erotic, needy. Yeah, 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 needy, whatever. And Cameron was the opposite. Like he really let the two tech guys shine, and everything he said was sort of to take, kind of took the the grandiosity out of everything. And um, you know, at one point, he at one point uh, they were talking about how the you know, can we do this or that? And he's like, you know what? It's a planet with floating mountains. We can get away with anything. Like, he talked yeah. about that. Um, and um, I feel like he must have a real ability to be incredibly likable and charismatic and passionate in, a, in an, an accessible way that makes you want to allow him to spend $200 million. Or yeah. Like, you know, there must be something really – yeah. powerful and interesting and fascinating about it, compelling he can, about he him. could probably be mercurial on the set but in in the in the person he was very um just aware of everybody and like he was great yeah um he would say that they would use at some at certain points in the production they would just have to stop production and figure out how they were going to do something like just stop and figure out what the next step was and um like how to make something physically possible yeah or... like how are we going to do how are we going to make like they talked about the jungle floor like how do they make the floor you know um, uneven yeah and... like it's not like a flat floor like how right. do we build something oh, like that's that that's true uh and they literally stop and put them um put that there um it, they said it was like flying in an airplane building an airplane while you were flying 
Um, but he said that um, can't do working that. with the actor, that's I know, possible. but that's I know He's, he does it 150 percent of the time. Tonight. Wow, that's that's um, so that's not even possible. Yeah. Then um, he said that the acting, because there was no stuff going on, it was just the actors that sure. you were able to be like a little. It was like a little theater troupe, like 100 percent about the acting and about the performance. Whereas normally when you direct a movie, you're worried about the curtains and the sure. set and stuff. But because of the process, it was like, for, as far as the acting goes, it was incredible. You know what I say to that? What? And yet, not good acting. Well, it's not great acting. Uh, who? Well, I thought they were pretty good. All right. Um, but um, you didn't think Sigourney Weaver was? I thought she was bad. Kind I, of ridiculous. Yeah, she I was thought, kind of ridiculous. Well, I they found I found out that like a big part of her of of all the characters, her stuff was the stuff that got cut the most. I still don't think it because I thought at the beginning when she was smoking the cigarette, and she had all that attitude. Right, I thought it was it's gonna pay off. The, well, I also thought it was over the top. I right. thought it was broad, like yes. bad acting. Um, and I thought, well, maybe if you'd seen more, and of it's going to be in 3D, so it's yeah. really that it's cigarette really... comes right at you. <laughs> um, yeah, so her part got cut the most. Um, there were two questions I wanted to ask, and they never called on me. I wanted to know if there was more of the sex scene, the love scene, because I wanted to watch them. Fuck. He said that they're yeah that they were thought about doing it, or they storyboarded it, well, and it was just going to make people uncomfortable and. They what I what I talked to the one of the I didn't talk to Cameron, but I talked to one of the production designer guys later. Uh, Rick, I think it was, and he said that they shot more and there was stuff with the tails and all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, they cut it. I remember I read somewhere that yeah. he said it really it would it would take you so far out of the movie. Yeah, that because you would go, oh my god, I'm seeing an alien and a human having sex. Like yeah, yeah, it just. But I wanted to see it. Um, <laughs> if you want to see a big oh, blue wiener, then you like. see Watchmen. Now I know I haven't seen that. It's terrible. Right. Um, I can't believe I'm coming down con on the wiener I know. i'm not pro wiener right for like the first time ever but I that know. big blue wiener in that movie is so annoying it. and and it's billy crudup yeah that's a wiener i want to see yeah big and blue i know yeah go ahead that the um they, they were talking about zoe saldana mm -hmm. and um he thought you know she's talking about the qualities that made her right for the role and you know her look and her acting and there was an imperiousness to her and then he said, she's kind of a bitch when you first meet her. And I thought he meant Zoe Saldana. That's the way I picked up on it. Right. But everyone in my group said later, oh, no, he was talking about the character. But we ha you don't. No. I, th I, I think, think she's kind of a bitch when you first meet she's, her. She's, and maybe after you've known her And when you second her meet her and when you third meet her. Yeah. I think, yeah. and then maybe when you marry her that... and when you're her mother, I think also. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think. Uh, when you're her UPS man. And maybe when, when you, you wait do, on her Starbucks. When you do Crossroads with her, yeah. with Britney Spears. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, she does there have was a reputation a... of. Now, what's the story? She There was a thing on the making of. Um, in the if you have the Crossroads DVD, which I'm sure all of our podcast <laughs> listeners do, they they do some the the special features are incredible because you can make a rocker T-shirt with, uh, Cam um, Tamron Ma Tamron Manning. Yeah, Is she's like, I'm gonna teach you how to make a rocker T-shirt. You got yeah. some scissors and some glue, like yeah. And it's literally like arts and crafts with her. Love it. And That's but like Zoe Saldana is such a bitch. And so, like, I'm gonna dig that out and watch it. Yeah, so it's hilarious. It it's very young Vanessa Williams, listeners. but like Bitchier. angrier, more. Yeah. There's a hostility there, and it's like yeah. you're in the fucking Britney Spears movie. Yeah. So, but so, she's gorgeous. Yeah. So I think right, that we need to wrap this up. We're gonna wrap it up. But I will say this: it was cool to see that with them there when it's the. Um, oh, and the other question I wanted to ask him was, what does it feel like to be you right now? You know what I mean? Because you did this long it's Odyssey. Be vindicating. Yeah, for sure. And he said, you know, and it it was. 
it, it was the last question and they pit, called on a kid and the kid was like you have the number two and the number one movie just a billion and how mm -hmm. does that feel and i was like thank you kid for finally asking the question because if i had been the moderator right i'd have been like we're not leaving until someone asks the most obvious question. What, how does it feel? To, that would have been my first question. I get impatient with these Q and A's because I'm better than all those fuckers at that shit. Yeah. But anyways, movies and more. But anyway, uh, another fucker, just another <laughs> angry curse word for and, our listeners. Uh, James Cameron said. Have fun said, on the treadmill, people. Dennis James is really Cameron's, mad. I know. James Cameron said that it was. Um, that he said he's obviously felt great, but it's all a little surreal. Like he still hasn't processed it all. So I can't imagine what it would be like to have a two hundred million dollar or. Whatever it is, you know, the week before it comes out, when yeah. you go, you know, there's a very real possibility that this could make six million dollars and that be the end of it. Yeah. Like, well, we the buzz lose... was kind of mixed on it. People yeah. were crazy about the trailer, and I hated that font, and I still do. Yes. I'm like, seriously, papyrus? Well, really? On another planet? I'm a I'm a fontologist. Yeah. Or a font snob. So yeah. Anyway, <sighs> so they did ask that question, and it was cool to be there, and it was cool to see the two guys because they may be around for the whole Oscar season. and That's great. Yeah. So there's that. Alrighty. So in our next <sighs> podcast, we will, can do your Razzie ballot. We, I have my Razzie nominating ballot, which is due on the 23rd. So so that's good. So if anyone uh, has any Razzie Votes recommendations. For worst picture, worst movie, worst yeah, actor. Email them to us at thecomedycouch at gmail.com. That's right. You can always email us directly at dennishensley.com or tonytripoli.com. And we I am on Facebook, but you are not. Dennis is on Facebook and I am absolutely not um and uh as i sat wednesday night with our dear female friend who is devastated and we're all sort of on suicide watch for her right now she's having such a hard time uh i, I was just confirmed that facebook ain't no good nothing good's coming from facebook because was she on it during the dinner? guy that she was you know so heartbroken over had changed his facebook picture to a photo of him and another girl Oh, and then fuck. people's comments were, "Oh, is this the one you've been telling us about? Is this is oh, this is the new fuck. Mrs. So and So? You've got to like delete and them." And she was like, "Oh, them. isn't that terrible?" And I go, "Well, you did it to yourself. Yeah, you can't go on the guy's Facebook page that no. just took it up." you know, metaphoric shit on you. Yeah. You can't, nothing no. good is going to come from no, that. No, nothing good. Because yeah. if his postings are, I'm, you I know, hide Tony is heartbroken because he still misses Betty. You know, then you're like, he still misses me. Why, why won't he reach? That's going to be upsetting. And right. then if it's, Tony is dancing a jig because he got rid of that bitch, then you're hurt. Like there's no, there ain't no way to yeah. win. No. So. You hide them. I will not be on Facebook until I have, Something that I need to promote, and it'll just be yeah, because it can't be a good promotion. Tony Triple A comedy, but it's not going to be yeah. old fucking friend. Yeah, yeah, you know that. that's bad. That's a uh, oh, that's too bad. If anyone has a really a good Facebook story, email it to us. That's a oh, good one. They have that a, could I'm be sure a there's new tons of them. just fuck book story. Yeah. It's like where it fucked you in the ass. It's bad. Where so. it was bad. All right, you guys. Well, we love you for listening. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is us signing off. I'm Tony Tripoli. And I'm Dennis Hensley, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.